we're sort of semi binge buddies. Semi binge buddies? Because this isn't yeah. Frisky Dingo, but at the same time, it's also not not like a full season or anything. So it's kind of yeah. like a. It's definitely not Corona cartoons. <laughs> no, it's not a cartoon for one thing. Uh, no. We'd call it a, a binge one shot. <laughs> one shot buddies. Yeah, there you go. That works. Uh, so hi and welcome to whatever the fuck that is. And uh, <laughs> me, your host, is always Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Matt, the General Dykes. I am the general. You will do as I say. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it'd be a little of, bit of all the characters. Of all the characters, <laughs> you get one that's like the most boringest named character ever. I mean, maybe it'll be just like Man in Party Number Two. I mean, I went for just another Time Lord. I didn't want to pick the Master, because everybody knows who the Master is. And then I'm like, well, I'll just pick one of the other ones. I'm like, wow, all the rest of them are pretty boringly named. I mean, I could have gone with Omega. That that is uh, That's better. That's way better. As opposed to the General. I'm like, Christ, I've seen seen the General in this. He's a boring old fart as well. I was going to give you the woman, but I didn't remember who the woman was. Uh, I'm trying to remember now is all I can't remember. Um, well, um, I'm thinking of um, back in the old Doctor Who. That's what I assume it has to be. Like that's what this list is. Is like every Doctor Who character ever. Yeah, it's a very long list. I keep thinking Talia, but it's not Talia at all. I think it's no. something along that those lines. I have no idea. Either way, uh, so this week uh, we're obviously not talking Frisky Dingo. We're not talking Venture Brothers, and we're not talking whatever our next series is going to be. We're just doing a little, uh, little break, a little uh, hello. Uh, and we wanted to cover something to be kind of fun. Uh, we could do it in one episode, but it's also kind of uh, something that we have been talking about a little bit, as in we've been just making fun of Matt for not writing an article about it for, oh, two years? <laughs> yeah, about as long as I've been at writing articles for you. <laughs> yeah, so we decided to do Doctor Who, and Matt and I actually came up with this at the exact same time and then messaged each other about two different episodes. And then we settled <laughs> on this one because I thought it would be a little bit... Uh, a little bit easier for the more casual fan. Yeah. Well, for me, like, the one I was uh, went in with, I thought, uh, the 1996 American TV movie. And I think if we'd have done that one, it would literally just been, yeah, this is got this is god awful, but Paul McGann's a really good doctor. And yeah, Paul McGann it. did a great job in a terrible movie. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, Doctor Who with, like, triads and things like that and getting shot and things like that. Yeah, not... Oh, great. Yeah, I mean, Doctor Who is great because it can change so dramatically depending on who's playing the Doctor, but that, that one just didn't click. At least yeah. for me. I know there are there's a big audience out there for it. A lot of people really, 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 really love it, and I'm just not one of them. I like him. So I was just saying, I, I will watch it, but I will watch it just for Paul McGann because I think what he does is so great with the character. It's, it's like a mixture of... Um, He's got a bit of Peter Davidson in there. There's a little bit of Tom Baker in there. There's like you know he he does a, a really good amalgamation of all these other previous ones, and then adds his own little flavor to it as well. And all in this like one ninety minute TV movie, and I, I do think it's like you know it's pretty uh, crappy that they never really brought him back again, apart from that one shot they did uh, just before this the the day yeah. of the Doctor that we're doing. Um, I, I I feel like he got quite a bit of a raw deal. I mean he's done like some audio ones and apparently they're really good but it's just uh it's a shame really because he was really good yeah it is it's a bummer because he did a really good job but i think just because he got saddled up with such a weird production of doctor who like i think yeah. the the powers of beer just like let's just pretend that one isn't a thing like yeah we'll give him the credit of doctor 
whenever we do a group shot, he'll always be included. But uh, beyond that, let's just kind of casually walk away from that era. Yeah. I mean, I was looking through like the quotes from today's episode, um, and the the bit where all the doctors are flying the Tardises around, and it looks like all of them, apart from Paul McGann, has a snippet of like dialogue thrown in in that bit. And it's that's again, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a shame because. Oh, yeah. Because they could have had him like record something else. You he know, already something shot something relevant. for the special. He could yeah, have exactly. literally recorded something. <laughs> yeah, he could have just been on set and gone, okay, and say this line. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting now. Okay, done. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just give us a righto. <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> what heard, boy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did like, see, like we're not really going to talk much about the special because I didn't have time to watch it, but I did like it when it came out. I was like, oh, look at that. Paul McGann's back. Yeah. It was, a, it was a cool little thing. I don't remember yeah. it that well, but I, I think remember I've it really seen it once. It. I vaguely remember it was just him looking like he's a, he's about to die and just sort of going and, and just groaning a lot, if I remember rightly. He's on like a planet and there's some people who were saying, they, we can help you decide what you will regenerate as or something. Then he cho- chooses like Warbuck Doctor and they used a <clears throat> like an old, like I think they did some sort of CG work to put an old image of, John Hurt on onto his face as he was regenerating, oh. or there was like a reflection or something. I, I, something about like a young John Hurt, which was which was quite an interesting uh, little little bit that they did. I'll have to watch it again at some point because I honestly don't remember. I have to find but it I, first. <laughs> I don't think it's that hard to find. I'm, I'm pretty uh. sure I have it on Blu-ray because it came with the uh, the special that we're talking about today. Ah, yeah, it will have done. Yeah, see, I watched it on oh. Netflix, so I, I don't have ah. to have this on Blu-ray. It's no longer on Netflix here in America. We had to watch it on HBO Max, uh, you know, everyone's new favorite streaming service that cut out every five minutes. So it took a uh, 70-minute special, and it took Chewie and I uh, almost two and a half hours to watch it. Oh, for God's sake, that's not It's good. the best way to experience <laughs> In five-minute snippets. <laughs> had I not seen this a hundred times, this episode would not be happening today. <laughs> like, <laughs> God, that's bad. I mean, I know that it's leaving Netflix. Like, the whole of Doctor Who is apparently leaving Netflix in the UK as well on the 31st of December. Because when it came up, it said, uh, last chance to watch. I was like, fuck, have I got time? Oh, 31st of December, I'm fine. Oh, wow. Yeah, we we lost that Netflix out here years ago. (laughs) But, oh, well. BBC's probably got its own little stream map out there as well. Like, the streaming apps that you guys have got compared to ours, like, you know, I, I think... The UK's got <clears throat> too many of them now, and we've got four, I think. Holy They're shit, like, you- we have 400. <laughs> yeah, I know, I was like, I was seeing all the different ones, I was like, this, this, there's a reason why pirating is, piracy is going up again. Like, you know, piracy <laughs> is on the rise again because you're just doing the same shit that you did before that caused piracy in the first place. Hey, it's not me, it's just, you'll, you know, us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, not you specifically. <laughs> Us. <laughs> Collectively. All right, let, let, let's, let's move into today's episode. Today's episode on the day of the Doctor. The last episode with Matt Smith, right? Right? Second to last. All he you did- Doctor Who fans out there with me are going, yes, that's right. Let's just, just, let's just say he's right. He's right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even I know that, and I didn't really... I watched that one, and I watched this one, and then I watched the next one. That, that was... 
the last Doctor Who episodes I watched. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. There's, this is the last one. The one after this does not exist because something so horrible just, just don't, it doesn't exist. Um, we have jettisoned it from uh, from our mental capacities because fuck that episode. Fuck it. Oh boy. So when this thing actually came out, uh, fucking what was it? Seven years ago? Eight years ago? Something like that? Yeah, um, t- 2013. I think. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. that's the 50th anniversary. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, when this thing came out, I would, I know I'd gone back to Chicago probably for the holidays, and uh, we went and saw it in a theater. Like, we had bought tickets, we went, uh, went sold-out theater, fucking 10 o'clock at night, hundreds of people there. Like, this was a big deal. Like, we we had a ton of fun going to this. Yeah, I do remember, like, there was, um, there was some cinemas that screened it as well in the, uh, in the UK. There was... I think there was some 3D screenings of it. There was a specific yeah. 3D stream you could get on the TV for it as well, I think, if you had a 3D-enabled TV, um, which I think I did at the time, but I, d- I didn't watch it in 3D. Um, I mean, we saw it in 3D. The 3D was uh, it was shit. <laughs> it was yeah, not 3D is being... shit, though. Like, yeah. 3D's always been shit. Yeah. I mean, like, Friday the 13th, uh, in Friday the 13th 3 in 3D, you know, when you watch that in 2D, you can kind of imagine what the 3D is like, and that's pretty much my opinion of all 3D movies. It's just like, whoa, I'm going to poke you in the eyes. Whoa, look at that. Whoa, whoa. I mean, yeah. Friday 13 did it best, and they've all been chasing their coattails ever since. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck Avatar. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, there was 3D showings, there was 2D showings, it was on TV, it was, uh, this thing was everywhere like even people who weren't big fans of doctor who were aware that this was a thing that was going on well it's quite a big deal though really it's like you know for for any sort of franchise or you know series of something be it films or tv to get to 50 years is a big deal it's a huge deal like you know i can only think of three off the top of my head and that's bond doctor who and star trek that's it like, you know, they are the big, the, the three big ones of, like, you know, when you talk about franchises, people know of them all. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars will be there in a few years, but not yet. Cause they uh, just yeah, 40. Star Wars will be there, say, yeah, 2027 20, it'll be. Um, yeah, so not that far away. They'll get there. Yeah. I mean, I think then, Disney like, has a roadmap out that far. <laughs> yeah. Disney's roadmap probably got a roadmap. quotations. <laughs> This is a roadmap up to a hundred years, and they'll fuck it up like sure. everything else. <laughs> but yeah, like the the that fifty year landmark is a big deal, and Doctor Who's still going strong. Like they're only three years away from getting to sixty, which is also yeah. very tough. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, it's I think it's one of those things. Like yeah, the, with, with Doctor Who, like there is that sort of there's the argument that, of like when people say, well, it's not really a, it's not really fifty four years though, because there was a huge gap. It's like yeah, all right. Fair enough. It, it ended in 1989 and then was brought back, but it's still the same continuity. There's, there's still the same characters that went across. There's just a break in between. I mean, like, doesn't make it doesn't make it any less than 50 years. Like, it's still 50 years from when it first started. It's like saying, you know, X Files isn't 20 how many years old because there was a huge break between season nine and ten. Yeah, no, that, that that's just not how that works. Like. Sure, I mean, it'd be great if there was episodes the whole way through, but at the same time, uh, I've gone back and I've watched the majority of Doctor Who. Like, I'm a pretty big Doctor Who fan. I'm not watching the current seasons, because I don't think the writing is very good, but I will get to it. Like, it's Mm. one of those, like, I will always watch Doctor Who. And 
it needed that break. Like it, yeah. it was out of gas. Like it definitely needed to take a break. And then taking that break and then coming back uh, with Russell T Davies and just that relaunch. I mean, there's a reason why it all like why it was so popular in 2013 when this thing came out. Like, I think that break had a lot to do with it. It kind of let us all remember fondly what Doctor Who was. So that when it came back, it's like, oh, yeah, this is Doctor Who again. And then we could all kind of swell up in it. But if it had gone just petered out, it, we wouldn't have gotten to 50 years. No. And I think the thing is, well, like what you're saying, like the break. I mean, I, I've watched like some of the old ones. Like I, I watched a lot of uh, Peter Davidson ones and I really enjoyed them. Like I, I think I watched uh, them quite a lot, to be honest, like, like wore one of the videotapes out, I'm sure. And then there was like that big gap, and then when it relaunched, I sort of got into it a little bit, but it it it, it didn't have that same thing for me anymore. And I don't know what it was. I think it was maybe the nostalgia was like really high for me. So like, I can watch those old ones that I used to watch and enjoy them because I'm like I'm running on the the gas of nostalgia. Sure. For for those ones, it didn't have it for me. So it was like you know. Doctor Who has always been, you know, it's aimed at children mainly. You know, it's it's that sort of gateway of like horror and sci-fi for for children. But it, there are mm-hmm. still like adult themes in it. But I just think it just there were some really good episodes, some really great episodes, and I did keep watching them. And I just got to a point where I just, I don't know, I just sort of fell out of it. I, I think you fell out when a lot of people did. Like there were there was something to be said about uh, Stephen Moffat and his writing. Like I, I don't mind Stephen Moffat. I, I think he did a really good job with a lot of stuff. Um, I know a lot of the fan base, specifically at the time, were really mean to Moffat. Like they wanted him out, mm. and he he didn't go anywhere for a very long time. Um, but that was mostly because he he was willing he wasn't willing to take legitimate big swings but he'd pretend that he was like he'd have every season end with the end of the world but there'd be no consequences or the end of the universe then there's no consequences. there's always a magic button like this is a thing that really annoyed me there was always this magic button that would reset everything fix it all and all be happy and fine and i think that the thing do you know what i think it probably was i think it was tortured series three where i stopped watching doctor who because tortured series three children of earth didn't have that reset button at the end of it there was a serious consequence you know, yeah, like it was a really, really dramatic, really serious, really dark Very consequence, dark. and yeah. it was that. And I was like, "That's what I want from, like, you know, any kind of drama that I watch, any kind of TV drama that I want. I want serious consequences, and I want, you know, if you're gonna take us to the brink of the end of the world, I want some sort of serious consequence of you fixing it. I don't want another magic fucking button which just resets everything." All right, but let's actually talk about the special itself. Like, we're talking more just kind of like Doctor Who in general and just kind of like a, 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 in the macro sense. But in the, the micro sense of today's special specifically, um, this was the first time we'd had a crossover with Doctors for a while, for a very long time, as a matter of fact. I think the last um, time was the 80s. I think it was the um, Peter Davidson era, like Five Doctors, it was called. So it was yeah, the yeah, early yeah, yeah. 80s. Um, Whenever the Doctors get together, it's usually kind of a big deal because they don't do it that often. They've done it now, I think, in the new season once, and it's with a, a version of the Doctor. It's supposed to be pre-Peter Hartel, I think, and I'm like... William, oh, William Hartel. sorry. Um, I always want to call him Peter. Uh, yeah. But, yeah... Isn't he supposed like, to be the oh, first one, though? That's bizarre. Yeah, he is, and that's where I'm like, um, okay. 
are you guys just out of ideas? Like, this is why I'm not watching the new seasons, because I don't think yeah. they're particularly well written. I could be wrong. When I finally get around to them, I'd be like, well, fuck, man, I was wrong. Those were great. But You're just throwing continuity straight out the window now. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I, I get it. You're, you're nearing six years of a TV show. At a certain point, you know, continuity be damned, because fuck it. Mm. Um, but at the same time, like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> but this special kind of has that same problem, and, and that's kind of what I want to get into, because... It doesn't bother me. Like, the way that Russell T. Davies brought the show back and really, really focused on the Doctor by, during that big break, hey, guess what? He killed all the other Time Lords. They're all gone now. It's just him. It's like, wow. Yeah. That's a that's a big change. And then throughout the course of this special, Stephen Moffat undoes that and change. And at the time, the Daleks were all gone as well. You know, Yeah, the, they the, were, the, but they the totally like fucking the were. And like, the Daleks. Yeah, that, that was oh, a really yeah. great idea, but even Davies fucking retconned that within a season. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, yeah. I get it. <laughs> you can't really have one without the other. Um, but yeah, the the goal of that original Time War was, yeah, yeah there's no Daleks, there's no, there's no Time Lords. That's it. So when Eccleston has that one episode with the one Dalek, it's like, holy shit, it's a great episode. Um yeah. But this episode was supposed to be like the what happened in the time war. Like what changed? Like who did it? Like which version of the Doctor did it? And originally it was going to be Christopher Eccleston, but then they couldn't get him to be in the episodes and they hired John Hurt, which was actually a way better fit. Um, yeah. And, and I believe there was, into... there was talk at one point where they were going to bring back Paul McGann. Uh, one well, of the things I read was there was they were thinking of bringing him back, but they wanted it to be darker and they didn't feel like he was dark enough. But like Paul, it's Paul McGann. Paul McGann can do dark. And it's so one of those things where like I get reasoning. it. I, I totally get them wanting to bring back the other Doctors. But at the same time, this really felt more like a celebration of kind of Doctor Who at whole, but really Doctor Who's the reboot. Yeah. Um, they definitely throw have throwbacks to the entirety of Doctor Who because they're always very good about that. Like not just shining a light on the current edition, but that one it's really just kind of like the current edition with you know mentions of what came before. But it's more celebrating the now than the whole, uh, which is fine. That doesn't really bother me that much. The thing that bothered me more was the whole, and it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't bother me. The whole, the main reason we have this reboot is because of the time war and what the doctor did and then this entire special undoes it and it it just kind of leans in like the biggest problems of Moffat of he's not willing to really let any consequences be there so much so that he takes what is this eight years of a television show that we've all become invested in and takes out the biggest consequence that got us into the show yeah it is throws it away oh no no no, they're fine they're in a painting what (laughs) What? Yeah, and like I just I, I think see about it, it as a fan, respect. and I'm just like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, but this was everything, like, and you could just undo it with quite literally a big red button. <laughs> <laughs> well, the big red button was what they were actually going to to kill it, yeah. kill them all, and with. then and then they don't push it, and they travel through time art, and they save the day, and it's just kind of one of those like. This works and it doesn't work. Like it annoys me at a certain level, but at the other time, I'm looking at this as I did the the show as a whole, where you have to fucking take a break at a certain point. Like you can't just keep running the same shit into the ground. 
And I feel like that's why, like, as much as I want to be mad at this episode and be annoyed that they just retconned all this stuff and threw it all out the window, Moffat was also understanding we're running this into the ground. Like, we we need to take our – we need to shake this up and change it. And what better way to do it than to bring back the Time Lords? Mm. I'm like, okay. I, I, so I can kind of hate it and kind of respect it at the same time. And, like, no, 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 I, I love it, but I also kind of hate it. Yeah, it's quite an interesting thing, like, because I'd sort of seen it as, um, it doesn't really undo it, because, like, every, like, the me- the memories that the Doctor has, still he still thinks he did it up until where we are now, and it's kind of like, um, bringing them into the, yeah, you would think, like he says, 400 years he's been thinking about this, and, like, you know, he doesn't, he, he didn't want to do it, It's it was the wrong decision, and, like, throughout this entire episode, there's this whole thing of, like, you know, it wasn't the right decision it was not the right decision and then to see them sort of think of like think of something different you know like let okay let's not make this decision let's let's actually do something like be the doctor about it a bit more like you get the sort of the sense of like the war doctor was just he had no other ideas left and this was the only way he could he could end the war and he was yeah. fed up of all the death, the destruction, and he just wanted it to end. Because like, that was the thing as well with it, is it wasn't just the war between the Daleks and the Time Lords. It, there was collateral damage where you know civilizations were getting wiped out because of their war. And, I and think at that he point, was he just... was sure the whole universe was going to burn. Like, yeah. He, he thought they're, they're going to take the whole thing out. Yeah, so you kill billions to save quadrillions. You know, yeah. it's it's a it's a maths game. It's a it's a horrible way of looking at it. But you know, that's how war is fought. You know, we we won because we only lost fifty million. We didn't lose five hundred million. Yeah, you no, know, it's still fifty million. But it's you know, I think it, it he as a character got to that point where like you know he's going to make that decision. But then you have four hundred years to think about that. You are going to regret it. You're going to not, you know, if you're back in a situation where you can change it, you're going to want to try. And I think the good thing they did with it is it didn't, it wasn't like, yes, they have succeeded. It was that sort of question of like, are they still out there though? Did they succeed or did they blow up the planet anyway? And it's that, I did like how that, it wasn't like a, like, you know, no, we were, we were victorious. It was, it left that mystery at the end of it. Now yeah, I've, and- I've not seen anything further, so I, I, you know, and well, I've seen the next episode where you do actually kind of find out that it did succeed, but they're in a weird, parallel, odd universe. Like, like, let's not talk about yeah. that next episode. That was fucking weird shit. When they finally do find the Time Lords, it does pay off, and it's not that bad. It's it's in the Peter Capaldi stuff, mm. and it's not right away. Like it takes a while to get there. Yeah. Um, and it's it's they they make it work. Um. But there, there was yeah, like that whole very seriousness and the the John Hurt line I think sums it up the best of like the they finish and he's like, well, I'd rather fail in doing the right thing than succeed in doing the wrong. Yeah, it's like okay, and and, and I appreciated the whole. It's definitely you know let's fix it with a line of dialogue, but eh, whatever. So I'm not gonna remember any of this. Nope, you have to live with thinking that you did it. So they don't have to change anything of their previous seasons. Um, and it still works in continuity. It's kind of like that whole, uh, like, what they tried to pull off in fucking Rise of Skywalker of, like, I didn't lie to you about your parents, but I also kind of did. But it actually works here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
The more, the more I hear about the rise of Skywalker, the more I'm glad I've not wasted the time on it. Oh, it's such a such a fucking bad movie. Um, <laughs> whereas something like this is like, and as I was watching this, I was actually comparing it to Rise of Skywalker a lot in my head because the Rise of Skywalker has the similar problem of like, we're just here to be fan service plot. Fuck that. We're here to be fan service. Yeah. And this one kind of had that same problem of like it's the fiftieth celebration. People are going to theaters. They're spending way more money on one episode than they usually do on an entire season. Like this is a big deal for people. So you want it to be fan service. And yeah. you and I were kind of talking a little bit before we recorded, and I think this one does a better, the best job, uh, arguably, in my in my opinion, it might do the best job of being packed to the brim with fucking fan service, but never at the cost of story. Yeah, it's never overt. It's never like, ooh, look at this. Look at this little reference. It's just little yeah. things. It's subtle things, like the, uh, the little... Uh, corkboard thing with all of the doctor's companions on and you can just sort of see like the the line of photographs and it's like you know the camera's focused on i think it's one of the first ones uh yeah and it's just it's not over it's just a little it's set decoration you know yeah, like you see clara's looking at it and just looking at all the people that have you know been the doctor's companions over the years and it's just it's there's never any sort of Look at this. Oh, look at it. You'll remember this one. Oh, yeah. People remember this one. You'll you'll know that. Oh, look at this one. Look at this one. It's just there. It's not. Yeah. And and then they do a lot with dialogue. And again, it's just kind of there. Like, it's really, it's really woven in well. Like, every time there's a, a crossover with other doctors and one of the doctors comes in, the current doctor's TARDIS, he'll say something along the lines of, oh, you redecorated. I don't like it. And, like, that's yeah. kind of been the running gag. And they still have it folded in here. But they don't really, like... They don't stop the show. They don't do anything. They just kind of they do it. They hit their moment. It's funny, and they move on. And I also like that they have it with with Matt Smith just throwing the one thing on top of it of like the oh you did redecorated. I don't like it. Yeah. Oh, you never do. <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the only thing in this episode where it can be felt a little bit of like oh, do you see what we're doing there? Do you see this? Is the bit where the uh, where he goes oh the little circle things. Oh, I like the circle things. What are they? No idea. Like, but it's. <laughs> But it, again, it's not. It's not over. It's not. It's a th- throwaway line of dialogue that's not overtly taking you out of it, really, because it is. They're addressing it as well as like, oh yeah, I remember those. What other? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, it, it's. I think it's the. It's the quality in the quote unquote filmmaking of they knew how to hit those fan moments and just hit it and move on. And and it's mostly it's done through the edit. It's done through the directing. And it's. It's primarily fucking Matt Smith and David Tennant. Like, their chemistry mm. together is immediate and perfect. And they hit all of these lines that in a, a lesser show, they would have to stop and, like, look at the camera. Like, did you get it? See how funny that was? And it's like, no, these two are just riffing and bouncing off each other so well as the same person that you can get away with these sort of, like, would-be in other properties annoying, like, fourth-wall-breaking moments. Yeah. But with their chemistry and their quality of acting – it doesn't feel like fourth wall breaking. It doesn't feel like fan service. It feels like things that they would be saying and would be doing. Yeah, like when it feels they both like genuine slap on their... banter between, yeah, between like when, them. When they both slap on their glasses and they just look at each other, oh, oh, oh like, yeah. yeah. It, it feels the bit very where they get the Sonic, Yeah, the sonic screwdriver bit. I, I couldn't believe <laughs> When I was rewatching, I was thinking, that's a penis joke in Doctor yeah. Who. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, there's a dick joke in here. That's amazing. And it was just like, you know, it's the line as well. It doesn't feel forced or anything like that, and it's not overt because it's like compensating for what regeneration. It's a lottery. 
And it's just, I remember, like, I watched something like, I don't remember there being a dick joke in here before. <laughs> and it's just done so well with just Tenet just sliding his up just ever yeah. so slowly. <laughs> so- <laughs> Oh god, it's yeah. I, I remember like, and then like the little thing of um, what he calls him Chinny, as well, yeah. <laughs> and like because I remember like some of the comments that were made about Matt Smith uh, when he first started is like he got a huge chin, yeah, <laughs> and then um, like the things like the sand shoes thing. It's all like really cool. Yeah, and, it's like, me, really... the witch with granddad and sand shoes. <laughs> <laughs> granddad, <laughs> I fucking loved uh, John Hurt's reaction to that. That is just, he's brilliant. Like, John Hurt's reactions to them are fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like, when, he, when he's like, are you, oh, are you, you must be his companions. Where, and it's like, oh, am I going through a midlife crisis or something? <laughs> that is, I love because we've all gotten so used to this version of Doctor Who where the, the fucking sonic screwdriver is a weapon. Something yeah. to be feared. It's pointed. <laughs> they get the point like, again. There's screwdrivers. What are you going to do? Assemble a cabinet at them? <laughs> and it's just it's like such a great moment of like the show just being that level of self aware of like oh yeah they're just screwdrivers. Yeah, what have they been doing this whole fucking time? And it's those moments of uh, brevity that un that sort of like they they allow the serious moments to really shine. So like when there are, when you see those like really serious moments within it, you know, it, it has more of an impact. I mean, there's that really sort of super serious battle scene, which in my opinion, to be honest, is undercut a little bit by the, the uh, laser sound effects. Cause it's yeah. just, do, 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 do. I was like, oh man, you, you almost had it, but you've you put that old 1960s, 1950s sound effect and it just completely undercuts the seriousness of it um but it's like it's a really you know looking at it like visually it's like a it's like something taken out of a friggin' war film it, it's yeah, for so sure. like dark and which is again it's it's a weird thing to think you know doctor who is being dark especially like the newer ones like you know because like I think the the older ones could were dark for the time. Like you look back around now and they're like, oh, the sets really wobbling things. But you know, people were genuinely ter- terrified of them. Like the Daleks used to genuinely terrify people. Yeah. Um. Like I, I've heard stories from my mum when she was a kid. Like she used to watch Doctor Who from behind the sofa, because like she didn't even the opening sequence used to scare her. Like this little spider web thing that they did over the, the I think it was probably the, the John Pertwee years. Yeah, but what well, was the spider, the actual visual, this like, this sort of spider web looking thing that used to come over the screen. Oh, sure. that, yeah, yeah. that used to freak yeah. her out. And it's just, you know, you think about like the, the, the more recent ones, like there's been some episodes that I can remember that had those seriousness, but there's been a lot of things as well that which are like, you know, this is aimed at kids. This is like, this oh, is yeah. a kid's show. But, but for all those special... kids episodes, you will have like blink every now and then where it's like, yeah, oh, that's not for kids. Yeah, exactly. So you, you do get the odd one. Um, and I think this one did a really nice balance of the, the, the more like kid friendly elements with some serious elements like yeah. mixed in as well like things that you know adults can appreciate a bit more well and just like some fucking high quality just great acting 
which you don't yeah. really always get in Doctor Who. But when you have that that scene when they're in the the Tower of London jail, and it's just the three Doctors talking to themselves essentially, about, might be like, my favorite scene in the whole thing. The it's three so good. The yeah, acting the, is how just many children so... on Gallifrey? It's just yeah. fucking hell. And like you, you have this sudden thing that just frames the entire reboot in a whole different, like, contextual way. Of, oh wow! So David Tennant is the one who remembered, and Matt yeah. Smith is the one who forgot. Yeah, and it just changes their entire character. And it's like this was done unbelievably well, and all three of them are doing like some of the best acting of their entire career. Like yeah. it's just up there, and that's saying something with John Hurt in the room. Um, well, but yeah. it's like. <laughs> considerably longer career as well but he's yeah. phenomenal in that scene he is like he's phenomenal in a lot of his scenes because he he shoulders the burden of the drama yeah. and you know i can't think of a better actor to have that burden on their shoulders because he is going to hit every fucking point perfectly and he does like he, like one of the best things about this for me is getting to see john hurt really sort of take this to a dramatic level and i just absolutely love it and then and then he also hits those comedic elements perfectly he's a phenomenal he was a phenomenal actor oh yeah and, uh, one of the best ever. yeah and i think we, we were talking a bit when we were discussing doing this and i was saying i can't think of anyone else who could have done that role and the only person that came to mind who may have been able to do it was alan rickman but apart from that no one else and I don't even think Alan Rickman would have done it as good as John Hurt did either. No, he would have done a very good job with with a character, but it would have been a very, very different character. Yeah, I uh, think they they really looked out not only getting John Hurt, but having like John Hurt being so up for it. Yeah, because like a, a lot of us, I mean yourself included, myself included, we're, we're getting a little burned out on Doctor Who at this point. And I remember the episode before this ending with that credit tag uh, and. And then the guy turns around, and it's fucking John Hurt. And it says, and John Hurt as the doctor. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how the hell do you get John Hurt in this show, for one? And for two, how do you have... Like, he's not going to stick around for multiple seasons of the doctor. Like, what the fuck? And then when I figured out what they were doing with him, I'm like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. And I'm way more interested now. Yeah. Because it finally felt like they're taking risks, like they're doing something big and different. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm here for this. Yeah. And John I mean, Hurt, he was he exceeded my wildest expectations. Like I was like, all right, so it's John Hurt. He's doing a TV role. He'll do a TV job. Maybe he just wanted to check or something. And it's like, no, this guy, he showed up. Yeah. He showed up to work, and yeah. he he did it. He 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 worked and he played. To be honest, he he had fun with that character. Oh, for you sure. You can tell. You can tell that he's having fun with the character, and like just going to like the look of him as well. Like the the costume design is amazing. Like that that leather jacket that he's wearing. That like you that has been through a war. Like you can see it. Oh in, yeah. Like you know all the like the the uh, the upper sort of curtain. The leather's like really worn away. You know, you've got him with the the sort of like the scraggly facial hair as well. Like, I like that he's got the the harness on his chest for a screwdriver, so it's like yeah. him at all times. Like I only noticed that on the second the second watch there, I was like, oh, his screwdriver's yeah. like almost like a like a shotgun bandolier across his chest. Yeah. Like there's like this shot where he's standing there, you can see it in there. Yeah. Like, it's, that's great. It's like you know the level of detail on that, and in it all forms this character. This this is a character who is fighting a war 
you know, there's there's nothing that's superfluous. You know, he's not wearing a fez or something like that. He's everything he's got is, you know, it's serving a purpose. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where if they'd gone with the original choice, and I'm sure the script was different back when it was still going to be Eccleston, um, but it's just like that wasn't the right choice. Like somehow they ended up here, and it was everything worked out for the best. Yeah. And I, I'm a big fan of Eccleston. I think his, his season was great. I'm always a little disappointed he never really got to fully explore the character as the other Doctors have. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would have been nice to see him get that chance. But at the same time, like just for the quality of episode, this in my for my buck, this couldn't have turned out better. Like I, I think this is just one of the best episodes of Doctor Who. It's easily like in my top five, if not nine, number one TV special of all time. Like they they just did. I think they just knocked it all out of the park across the board. Yeah. It's 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 just it's well it's like a labor of love as well. You can tell yeah. that the people who were working on this really cared about what they were doing. Yeah, even like the little things, like the Osgood character, who she stuck around for a little bit in a few episodes here and there. People really liked her. People still go to cons dressed as her. Um, yeah, and she's like, I liked her. Not... There was something about her. There's something yeah. about her. And I don't I mean, know maybe what it's it just is because they threw in the uh, in the old scarf, but uh... <laughs> see, I, like for me, it's like that's a nice little thing. Like, I, and I did like it. It's like um, especially when he goes like nice scarf, and it's like oh yeah, yeah. That's a nice little <laughs> nice little moment. But it's not. It's it's her character. There's something about her character. It's not just like because she's wearing a scarf. I like for me, it's not anywhere. There's just something really um, interesting about that character to me. They just um, made a. A very minor character, but a very genuine person. And and by the end of the episode where uh, they manipulate the memory filters, where if we didn't really talk about the Zygon stuff much at all, but so the Zygons who have pretended to be people and the Zygons uh, and the people who are just people no longer remember if they're Zygon or not. Yeah. And she knows. She knows she's the human because she has the inhaler. Yeah. And after she knocked out the Zygon, she stole the inhaler. So she's the only one in the room who knows for sure that she's a human and the Zygon isn't. And the Zygon is wondering. And she hands her the inhaler and just goes, shh. Yeah. It's like, wow, you guys know who each other are. Now you know. And you're both going to hide it for the sake of the universe. Like, fucking cool, man. Like, that's such a yeah. little minor moment that really means nothing to the rest of the she- to the rest of the episode. But it's a great little moment. Like the Zygon plot for me, I was I was looking. I think that's the weakest part of it because it just seems really like it doesn't really seem to serve much. Really, it's really just it, to, it just sort of to... ends without a conclusion as well. Like they're still as far as we as far as we know they're still negotiating. It it does pay off in an episode later. Like there is a part two to that story right. that comes up later in the series, and the main reason I think the whole the whole thing exists is just to explain the Time Lord art. Mm. Yeah, that's the I just main feel like they could have done something a bit better with that, like and that for me because that's the weakest part of it. Because it just it does feel like a tacked on storyline just to just to get them into the main story. I mean, I I see what you mean, but at the same time, like it is the big rubber rubbery red sucker thing that we haven't seen since the seventies, and it's just kind of like yeah, they could have done a better job. They could have made it tighter. And made it more just focused on the whole Gallifrey, Gallifrey Falls thing, or they could kind of use a B story to get there that's more light and fun and full of a guy in big rubber suits that kind of harkens back to the old days of Doctor Who. So we can do a little bit more of a celebration that also ties into the episode, and I feel like that's more the route they went. And I'm fine with it. I, I yeah. can see what you mean, and I can agree with you, but at the same time, I'm like, 
We haven't seen Zygons in ever, like forever, like 30 years. Like, I'm into it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I don't, I don't mind it too much. It's just, it just felt, it felt like the most under, um, underdeveloped part of it for yeah. me. It just, it, it seemed like they didn't, you know, it could have done with an, another couple of, uh, drafts on the script just to polish that that bit up a little bit more. Yeah, I guess. It, it I, for me, it's it's good enough. It, it yeah. does what it needs to do, and it, it, it works. I see what you I mean. Suppose... I don't think you're wrong, but it just doesn't bother me. Yeah, I think I'm just like I'm looking at it as this sort of self-contained thing, and like the fact that it just it doesn't really get any sort of conclusion. There's nothing mentioned afterwards. It it does just it does feel like um you know a plot point that we're just like right. Well, we've we've used that to get to where we need to. Right, we'll just drop that now. And it just like yeah. and I get like you know if they do. Like 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 you were saying, they they go back and deal with it later on. So uh, you know that's probably probably would be I'd probably think of it in a better light in that respect if I'd seen what they do with it later on. Sure, I mean the the follow up episode isn't their best episode, but it, it works. It's <laughs> enough to get me like okay, at least they finished the storyline. Yeah. Um, what have we missed? Like, is there something in here that we just have not talked about? Um, talked about the doctors, talked about Zygons a little bit. We didn't talk about Clara at all, but the episode's really not focused on Clara at all. She's really just sort of there. Yeah, but, but she's got that. She's got she's got some really good interactions with the War Doctor and then uh, Matt Smith's Doctor as well. And I think she's kind of like the linchpin of what makes him what what makes them realize that no, what the like destroying Gallifrey is wrong. Yeah, like they, you know they know it's wrong. But I think she's the sort of the the sort of the central part of making the decision. Like, no, we're not going to do this. Like, let's think of something better to do. Because there's that brilliant scene where she's there. All three of them have got the hand on the uh, the big red button. They're about to push it. They're going to wipe out the Time Lords and the Daleks and end the Time War. And yeah. Matt Smith looks up and just sort of sees her. And it's that she's got that really great exchange where she's like, you know, I I never pictured it was you that did it, right? And and I think that's where he when he realized where where that that point of like no. This is not who I am, and like and I love the bit where it's like you know, the hero the um, the warrior, and then it's like you know we've got we've got enough warriors. Any old idiot can be a hero, and then Matt Smith's like, "Well, what should I do?" And she's like, "You know, be a doctor, basically." Yeah. Well, they give her a really good moment. Um, yeah, and it, that is a, a great moment. It, it pays off well. But and beyond she's fantastic that, in that, she's a very good actor. Like she sells she's a, that. She's an incredible actor, and, and very unfortunately, they had no clue what to do with her under this on this show for a very long time. I, I don't think she really hit her stride until like her second to last or last season. Yeah, and this is still in that that time zone of, well, we don't have Amy Pond anymore, but we have Clara, and well, she's here. We'll figure something out with her later, and then they do, and then it's great, but it does take way too long to get there. Yeah, for my buck. Um. But you're right. The, the moments like this show how good she's going to be at some point. Mm. I know there were some people who are still already a fan of her. I didn't really like any of her time with Matt Smith. I just I think she didn't get great till she started working with Capaldi. Yeah, fair enough. 
right. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything I had to say about this, uh, at least in a podcast and not just at a bar shouting for hours <laughs> as I've been known to do. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to hit? Was there any other big, big thing? Um, there's, there's, I think there's three things that I want to um, hit. The first one is just, I remember seeing this for the first time, Peter Capaldi's eyes, that fucking laser focus, serious, like, you know, when you just, it's such a split second when they're all going on, it's like all 13 and it's like, you just hear that the, the music hits like a, a bit more of a, there's more, a bit more vocals come through and you see the hand push the little lever forward and then you just, it's just his eyes. I remember thinking that's a cool ass shot, and I think that a Facebook group was created called like Peter Capaldi's Eagle Eyes or something, <laughs> and it was just that as the uh, as the image, and I, I just I loved that, and I did sort of like I was like really sort of revved up for him as the Doctor, and then I watched the Christmas special, and I was a bit like, Ugh. and yeah, then no. and I never actually watched it when it started again. Uh, the 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 second thing, it's another like quick thing. It's like. Uh, David Tennant saying, "I don't want to go again." Like I hated that as his last line. When when he when he regenerated, it's like I don't want to go. It's like, well, you did because you decided to leave the role. So fuck off with you. I don't want to go. Thing. <laughs> it really annoyed me that uh, then, and it's sort of yeah, it's just a bit like yeah, I don't want to go. I'll piss off, whiny bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing though, that I wanted to mention is Tom Baker's little cameo. Oh yeah, I thought that was that? brilliant. I think it was so good, and like he sells the hell out of it. Like, you know, there's a bit towards the end, and I really picked up on it this time, where he there's this sorrowful and mournful look in his his eyes, where he's like, "Who knows? Who knows?" And he just sort of like walks off, and it's just kind of like yeah, that's the probably the last time he's ever going to be in Doctor Who, and you can yeah. see it in his eyes. Like he did it longer than any other actor has ever done the role. And you can you can actually and, see how sorrowful he is because I think he knew felt I think he knew when they were shooting that that he probably won't be back as the Doctor and this is the last time and it's like it's a weird sort of thing like having that knowledge of like this will be the last time I play this role and it he it's just it's there on screen for you to see as well and it's a very very moving shot I think it is and and you're right he sells the hell out of it. Like he didn't just show up to do a cameo and go home. Like he, he felt like Tom Baker. It was a very old Tom Baker, but he still felt like Tom Baker's doctor. Yeah. The who Which knows is, thing, like the little mannerisms yeah. that he had. Yeah, it's all still and just there. like the, the shh in the middle of the conversation. Yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it was great, and I thought Matt Smith played off him fantastic. And I, I just I love the whole like, wait, are you me or are you not? I think yeah. you are. And like, yeah, we're just not gonna fully confirm it. We'll we'll leave it up to you. <laughs> yeah, it's I I love that. It's a nice little uh, it's a nice little cap off to the end of the the special. Yeah. It's just like when you hear his voice. As soon as I heard that, like, I really think you might. I was like, I know that voice. Why the hell do I know that voice? And then it's and then it's him. And I'm like, fucking hell, that's Tom Baker. Well, unfortunately for us over in the states, uh, he had spoiled it pretty much right after it aired in the UK and he was really mad that he was told that he had to spoil it or that he had to not spoil it because he wanted to just talk to people. He was like, I got to be in Doctor Who again. Why do I have to keep this a secret? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as uh, he was able to, he talked about it. So we went into the theater knowing that he was at the end of it. But I really wish it kind of came out of nowhere. Mm. Oh. Yeah. 
I can uh, tell you, it had a, it has quite an impact when you have no idea that he's in it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure it would, especially because <laughs> on all of my rewatches, I usually go with Tom Baker is probably my favorite one. Like, I think they all yeah, have something he, special about him, but Tom Baker, there, there's something about that guy. I think I need to watch more Tom Baker stuff because I didn't see much of it. I think I saw Pyramids of Mars and maybe one. Genesis of the Daleks. That's probably the only ones of his I actually did see, or at least remember seeing. Yeah, he's got some really good stuff, and even if like the episodes themselves aren't that great, he's always so good that I can I can get through it. Mm. Um. All right. Well, I don't really have anything planned for a wrap up. Like we could do a favorite quotes. Did you have a quote? Did you write? I've got I've got I've I've got a few quotes written down. Uh, I think one of the ones that would be my favorite. It's um, it's from War Doctor. And it's just, it's because of how a powerful, it's so powerful, and John Hurt just delivers it perfectly. And it's uh, where he says, Great men are forged in fire. It is the privilege of lesser men to light the flame. And when he says that, you're just like, fucking hell. Like, you feel every bit of the pain that he is going through when he says that. Yeah. I was saying, yeah, it's John Hurt. He sells the hell out of the whole thing. <laughs> he really does. Like, he does such a good job. It's ah. Oh. Um, my my favorite quote is a uh, far far more silly, but uh, I'm more of a silly person. Um, and it, it comes from one of my most annoying things in a uh, in sci-fi in general is the phrase "reverse the polarity" because it's in <laughs> fucking everything. <Yep. laughs> And uh, Doctor Who is well aware of this fact, and they made the, probably the best joke I've ever seen of when the time portal is showing up above everybody's heads. And like, we need to reverse the polarity. I know that. And they both start reversing the polarity. Well, you're reversing the polarity, and you're reversing it back. We're confusing the polarity. <laughs> I love that bit. As, as far as, like, silly um, silly quotes go, though, there's the uh, Geronimo, Alonzi, oh, yeah. and then it's just <laughs> John has going, oh, for, oh, God's, for God's sake. God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no i thought of a better one um j- literally just the way he says it john hurt just going timey wimey <laughs> uh just david Tennant so quick on that i don't know where he picks that stuff up you <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god oh, good shit <laughs> Well, that's it. Uh, th- this was a lot of fun. I'm really glad that we were able to to do this episode, and I, I just I fucking love Doctor Who, and I've never been able to do a big podcast on it. We've done little ones here and there throughout After the Hype and whatnot, um, but never on this. So this was a lot of fun. Well, you know what we could do every now and again? We could like pick an episode. Like you could just pick an episode. We can watch it and talk about it. Yeah, that might work. Whenever we get uh, these downtimes in between seasons. Yeah. Um, Speaking of seasons, though, for Binge Buddies, uh, I can't 100% promise this, but it's looking likely that our next series will be the Resident Evil film franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of came out of a joke. and uh, Quality series. uh... (laughs) I I think it'll be fun to dive into because it's one of those series that's like, it's so bad it's good, but then when you start looking back on it, it's like, if you're willing to go along for the ride, these things are just stupid fun. Yeah. If you want to nitpick them, you absolutely can. You can rip them to shreds. But if you're just like, 
no, nah, fuck it. I'm just taking whatever the movie gives me. Man, they, they can be a lot of fun. So it, it should be a very fun series. We're not 100% on it, but that's where we're leaning right now. Um, so if you have a different series you'd like us to watch, be sure to reach us out at uh, – just hit up our main email account, athpodcast.gmail.com, um, or comment on any of our episodes, anything like that. If there's a different show you'd want or a different series, let us know. But otherwise, that's kind of where we're leaning. I'm kind of looking forward to it, to be honest, because it's kind of like that whole uh, – like you said, so bad it's good thing. Yeah, and I do I do like the idea of like you know looking at a, a series of films where the fan base of the original thing they're based on despise them. It's like that's I'm not what I wanted. <laughs> I like them both. I, I get why people don't though. <laughs> can't can't argue with that. They they actually it's got to be the only film franchise in history that has a bottle episode. Like, <laughs> come on, really? Oh yeah, oh, God. <laughs> Like, wow. how do you do that in a film franchise? <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I wish you'd use all the sets we've got. Wait, wait you're, you're a film, not a TV series. What's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's Talk about confusing the polarity. <laughs> Um, so we're not sure exactly when that's going to start. We're going to try to get the x episode out first, but it all depends on Graham's schedule as he is working a lot right now. So good for Graham. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're going to figure it out. But I'm going to take off the rest of 2020 because I need a break. Yeah. Take off like, the, the whole remaining 11 days of it. Yeah. It's like fucking 10 days, but I'm going to enjoy that break. <laughs> um, let's do a very quick round of plugs. Uh, be sure to check out behind the hype. Uh, January or this month of December was that wasn't the fucking plan where we went over films that uh, started with a plan and then made something totally fucking different. It was a lot of fun. We got through a lot of a lot of good movies. Uh, this f- Thursday will be uh, fuck. What's it called? The Emperor's New Groove, which actually uh, I didn't hate nearly as much as I thought I was going to. And I uh, still still not a big fan. But listen <laughs> to that episode to find out why, because I think we do a really good job uh, breaking that one down. Matt, anything to plug? Well, I was on one of the. Um... I was on one of those episodes where oh, yeah. we we broke down uh, Suicide Squad, so yeah, check that one out. That was quite a bit of uh, quite a good good episode, good good fun to record, and I hope it was f- I hope it's fun to listen to. You know, I always Hopefully. have fun recording <laughs> these things, but I have no idea if you know people are actually enjoying them. They could be like everyone's listening, going, "Oh, that fucking British guy's on again. He's so annoying. <laughs> he's so like he's so enthusiastic and energetic. I hate it." <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like yeah, check that out if if you're uh, if you want. You know, I'm not gonna put a gun to your head, but you know, check it out. <laughs> yeah, check it out. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, everyone have a have a good rest of your year. It's uh, yeah. it's been a doozy. So you know, try to finish it as positive as you can. <laughs> yeah. Look forward to uh, the the reboot of 2020. Um, yes. In 2021, where hopefully yeah. things will pan out a bit more like what we were expecting of 2020. 2021. It, it can't be worse than 2020, right? <laughs> oh, don't know. Right? All right. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Thanks, Matt, for doing this. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.